Hey everybody and welcome to Growth Week. Today is day three of our week-long conversation on putting on Christ. My name is Justin Doro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach as well as a lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of my favorite people in the whole world and that happens to be my wife, Redin Doro. How are you doing, babes? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well, fantastic, and I can't wait to jump into today's conversation as we continue to unpack what it really means to put on Christ. So last time we talked about keeping your pants on, and we've been using the whole analogy of um, wearing clothes, and that in reality, everybody has to be dressed. You can't go around naked. So yesterday we said you cannot be naked when it comes to your pants. You have to keep your pants on and we covered the whole area of sexual immorality. So today we are moving on to the next thing. So what is it that uh, we want our listeners to wear this time around? Yeah, so today's topic is actually what you are not supposed to wear. Uh, Remember, we're talking about putting on and putting off. And we said if you're going to put on Christ, you have to put off certain things. And so today we're talking about uh, what you need to put off in order to effectively put on Christ. And our topic today is don't wear yourself out. I love the pun in this because the emphasis is instead of wearing yourself out as a Christian, you need to put on Christ or you need to wear the Christ brand as we are calling it. So in the natural, when you're going out on a date, and I'm sure you've been out on a number of these babes, but when you're going out on a date, you have to make sure that you're wearing your best. You don't just go out on a date wearing your pajamas or something like that. And so it is true for us in the spirit that when we are going out into the world, we need to make sure that we are not wearing pajamas. We are wearing our best. And this is the idea that is behind this message today, that you need to put on Christ because wearing anything other than Christ is not sufficient. So we went through um, the book of Colossians and we came out with four categories that we said we're going to be covering in the course of this growth week. And the first one that we dealt with was sexual immorality. So today we're going on to the next one, which is greed. And this is something a lot of people don't even notice because they think greed is only with certain people and they don't have it. And yet it's one of those uh, almost like secret agents, you know, that just operate in the background without you even knowing. So as we unpack it, I hope that everybody is going to come to terms with where they are at and understand what it really means. The Bible says, referring to the spirit of greed in Proverbs 23, while dining with a ruler, pay attention to what is put before you. If you are a person with a big appetite, put a knife to your throat. Don't desire all the delicacies for he might be trying to trick you. Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. So, As you can see, and like you said, Reds, generally speaking, greed is often associated with food and wealth, but there is more to greed than what meets the eye. 
So according to the dictionary, greed is an intense and selfish desire for something and especially wealth, power or food, but it is not limited to only those three. It can be anything. So it's an intense desire. So because it is intense, it often pushes people to go the extra mile to get something. So which is why in the portion of scripture that you were reading, um, do not wear yourself out trying to get riches. Do not wear yourself out because when you have the intense desire it makes you go after things at all costs so you are willing to put everything aside in pursuit of this thing that you desire in pursuit of fulfilling this need that you have which is so intense so we have to be very careful in in knowing what is driving us you know all the ambition that we have what is the driving force and you'll find nine times out of ten that it is actually greed that is propelling us to go after certain things in the world so when you have a desire that is out of proportion that is what greed looks like you know if if you have seen a small a very small person with a huge appetite everybody kind of tends to say hey that person is so greedy because their desire and their appetite is way bigger and way greater than who they are and so it is also in any other aspect of our lives if you uh, say you are an average, you know, middle class person, for want of a better terminology, and you're desiring something that only the rich, the affluent will have, that, that's the spirit of greed because you are desiring something that is way out of your means. And this is the problem with the world today. We are constantly trying to be like somebody else and we are failing to appreciate what God is doing in our lives. So we have to make sure that we uh, get rid of the spirit of greed by putting on Christ. I've noticed in life that in most cases when people become greedy, it's because they come from a place of lack. They've gone without for a very long time in a world, in a society that says, if you don't have, you're not good enough. If you don't have a lot, then something is missing in your life. So in in an attempt to be accepted by the world, in an attempt to fit in, and in an attempt to change our poverty status, we end up running after riches. And the book of Proverbs also tells us that riches are fleeting. They're like a fleeting sparrow, like a darting bird, that it's here and then it's gone. It's there and then it's there. So you can never fully grasp it. It's constantly shifting. And so if we don't check ourselves, will we end up in that place where we are spending everything that we've got? Yeah. So the Bible says in Luke chapter number 12 and verse 15, this is Jesus speaking, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, which means they are various types of greed. And he says, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And this is the mistake that most people make. They think that their life consists of the sum total of their riches. You know, we live in a world where uh, everybody is so concerned about their net worth. We are constantly checking our bank balances. We are constantly checking what we have or what we don't have. We are trying to keep up with the Joneses. We go visiting, we see something and we're like, I also need that because so-and-so has this. I also need that. And this is the society in which we live in. But as Christians, if we are going to put on Christ, there has to be something different about us that when we go into the world, the world will see that we are not desiring all these things. It also reminds me of that movie, Seven. 
which was based on the seven deadly sins. And there was that man in that movie who was greedy, who just wanted to have so much more. And, and the serial killer came and immobilized him. You know, he tied him to a chair and you were stuck in that state. So you couldn't go anywhere. So for me, it gives that analogy that a person who's greedy is always on the go. He's always on the move. He's always on the run. They're always pursuing something. So this guy immobilizing this person who was greedy was actually sending a message that you need to tie yourself down. You need to just take a break. But it's just that whole analogy that, you know, when you are greedy, you're constantly running after something and you're chasing after the wind because you never, ever have enough when you're greedy. That's good. And hence the title of this message, don't wear yourself out. That's what's, what we're actually trying to say. Just chill out a little bit. Stop exhausting who you are. Stop trying to acquire things to uh, make yourself successful. You have Jesus Christ inside of you and that should be enough. All right. So now that we have defined what greed is, why should we put off greed? Well, I think that we need to put off greed because it just goes against everything that Christ represents. And as followers of Christ, we cannot be seen to be on the opposite camp. If we are in Christ Jesus and we are putting on Christ, it means that we are accurate representations of who Christ is. And when we look at the life of Christ and how he lived the example that he set for us, he was never greedy. He lived within the means that he had. And as such, we must do the same because once we become greedy, we are driven by self. We become selfish and selfishness leads to many other sins. Yeah. So generally greed is a sin and it goes against the very nature of God. And as Christians, you are supposed to be wearing a brand that makes you different. You need to stand out. If we see a greedy person, you can't say, oh, that person is so greedy. They are Christ-like. So we need to understand that greed is a sin. But I love what Paul says in the scripture that you read in the beginning. He says that we need to get rid of evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. So once again, he brings this to an issue of, you know what, when you are greedy, you are worshiping either self or another God. In Ephesians chapter number four and verse 22, Paul says we need to put off the old self, which belongs to our former manner or our former way of life. And he says that all self is corrupted through deceitful desires. And I want to just zoom in a little bit into this idea of this corrupted old self. We say that anything other than Christ is as filthy rags. And I love what some versions translate that concept of filthy rags. I think there are three or four versions that actually translate that phrase filthy rags to menstrual rags. So imagine going out with somebody dressed in menstrual rags. Even that imagination is like so gross for us. But this is what the Bible has in mind. That if you're wearing yourself out on a date, you are showing up wearing menstrual rags. And so Paul is giving us this gross image. Our best efforts to clothe ourselves are just that filthy before God. So we need to rid ourselves of all sorts of greed so that we can effectively put on Christ. And which brings us to the next point, ready. Knowing that we need to get rid of it is not enough. We need to actually know how to do it. And we've got just three simple steps that we want to give you. And if you really allow the Holy Spirit to use these simple steps, you are going to see a radical transformation. So the number one factor is you need to believe in Jesus Christ. 
if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you're never going to overcome greed. You know, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The answer, like we are saying, is putting on Christ. But in order to put on Christ, you have to first believe in him. The Bible says, whoever believes in him will not perish. You see, greed comes from this understanding that if I don't have, I'm going to perish. I'm, I'm not going to survive this. So I need to work hard to get more so that I can survive. But when you really believe in Jesus Christ, you begin to tell yourself, you know what? He said, I will not perish. He said, I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. So you begin to believe in the abundance that he gives. And then you'll find yourself free from pursuing all these other desires, especially worldly possessions and, and, and wealth. Fantastic. And then the second one is embrace the grace of God. In the book of Corinthians, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, Paul speaks of Jesus' grace being sufficient and his strength being made perfect in weakness. So Paul had come to that place where he realized that in himself, he could not do certain things. And in himself, um, he was very limited. And thus he needed the grace of God because the grace of God was sufficient enough to enable him to do those things that he needed to do. So grace, we, we've come to know it as being the unmerited favor of God, but it is also the enabling power of God where you realize that I cannot do it. I need the power of God to enable me to do what I need to do. So what I love here is that it says embrace. So which means there has to be a willingness within you to open up to the grace of God where you allow it to come in. When you embrace something, you envelop yourself around it. You accept it, you receive it, and you bring it into yourself. So you have to embrace the grace of God, bring it into yourself and allow it to work on the inside. It's not an automatic thing. You have to open up to it, invite it in so that it can help you to do those things that you cannot ordinarily do on your own. I love that uh, because grace speaks of unmerited favor, like you said. And so God is going to do things for you that you do not deserve. You don't have to work hard to deserve them. And that's what greed tells you. Greed actually says, I have to go and get it. I have to try this. I have to do this so that I can get it. But actually, grace says, hey, you don't have to work for it. I give you what you do not deserve. And so you will immediately stop wearing yourself out because you know that I, I don't get this as a result of what I'm doing. And also what I love is embracing the grace of God seals your identity. Paul says, I am who I am by God's grace. So when you really know that God's grace is sufficient, your whole approach to life changes. It's like, I don't have to be anything more than what God's grace has made me. When you know that God's grace has made you, no matter how hard you've worked, it's the grace of God that makes you who you are. And finally, number three is to learn to be content in whatever situation you find yourself in. I really believe that the lack of contentment is the number one fuel for the spirit of greed. People don't know how to be content. In fact, I want to dare say most Christians don't know how to be content. And that's why this is very, very important for us today. You need to learn to be content. Where you are right now, be content. Paul says, I have learned in whatever situation, uh, this is Philippians chapter number four, I've learned to be content in whatever 
situation I find myself, whether I have plenty or when I have little, when I'm in trouble or when I'm safely at peace, I've learned to be content. And I really believe that uh, if you go through the scriptures, there are many things, uh, many scriptures, you know, Luke 3 and verse 14 says we need to be content with our wages. Part of the problem is people are just not even content with what they are getting. In fact, they they become more jealous or more greedy when somebody is given more than what um, they are being given. Yeah, and that is a big thing. And if you look in that portion of scripture in Philippians 4, Paul says, I have learned. So which means it is a learned behavior. Again, it doesn't just happen automatically. So when we take it to education, learning means you have to apply yourself. There has to be an intentionality on your part to sit down and take in what you are being taught and to apply it. So you don't just take it and then you don't apply it because you're just going to lose it. So contentment is a learned behavior. And whilst you are in the circumstances, whilst you are in the situation, you learn to be content, especially in this world that we live in, where there is so much that's being thrown at us, where the world is trying um, to make pursue something i mean nowadays you you just say something with people and when you check on your phone they start sending you adverts in line with your conversation so again the world is constantly bombarding us with the desire to have more that there's something better out there what you have is not enough especially in a world of upgrades you know there's something that's bigger that's better so you must keep going for more and more and more and being content becomes um impossible so you have to learn it paul had to learn it it didn't just happen by chance he had to learn to be content and like you said pastor jay it is very crucial it is the antidote to greediness the only way to stop being greedy is by being content with what you have and it is not easy to be content especially when there's so much being flushed at us that what you have is not good enough you must get better so may god help us because we're going to need all the grace we can get so in in god's kingdom bigger is not always better And what you have could be all that God wants to give you for this season. And if he gives you more, so be it. So when Paul says, I've learned, he's not saying I've got now a poverty mentality. I don't want it to have more. He says, I've just learned that wherever I find myself in that situation, I'm right in the will of God. And if I'm in the will of God, it is well with my soul. Well, this has been a very good conversation. Ready? Any final thoughts as we just encourage people to stop exhausting their lives and wearing themselves out trying to get that more? The minute you start pursuing something, you become self-driven um, and you become anxious as well. You lose the peace of God. I believe that contentment and peace work together. When you're content, you are in perfect peace. In a world that is full of pressure and full of stress, if you are content, if you learn to be content, you will live in the perfect peace of God where there's nothing missing and there's nothing broken. So good. So I hope this conversation has challenged you to at least check your life. Check your life against the spirit of greed. You know, greed can be hidden in all sorts of things. So if you are a Christian, if you are a born-again believer, if your desires are not in proportion with what God says about you, you need to get rid of the spirit of greed. Well, we are going to be continuing this conversation tomorrow as we 
continue to explore practical ways by which we can put on Christ. So I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so. Share it with a friend and help them to stop wearing themselves out so that they can effectively put on Christ. So until tomorrow, let's keep growing.